Wait, that's a that's the wrong that's the wrong little intro. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everyone. Welcome to those two wasted four podcasts where we're doing stay on target. Actually, it's only technically one. Well, I mean, Charles over here, he's kind of wasted. Yeah. I guess why Charles over here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I'm back. I well, snuck in. Now they can't get rid of me. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you know, Nick's not here anymore. So you always say, you know, like you know, when the when the cat when the cats are pl- away, the mice will play. Ooh, ha ha ha. <laughs> and so, you know, it's a good thing he was kind of gone. So I was like, you know what? I know Charles, he likes Doctor Who. I do love me a good Doctor Who. Give me a man with two hearts. I love Doctor Who. And, oh, guess what? The 60th anniversary is coming up. <sighs> Donna Noble is coming back. And apparently they're bringing some stuff from... Whoa, uh, some some very obscure thing going like, Oh, shit, you're bringing that in? Oh, well. It is kind of wild. I watched the 50th anniversary, and now I'm watching the 60th anniversary. But to me, it's even more wild the fact that like, you're bringing something from the comics into this. Like uh, the, like, uh, the, the, the little like space creature or whatever? I thought you were talking about Degeneration. Oh, well, you know, that too. <laughs> and you have David Tennant. David Tennant. Who is now the 14th Doctor. Before... We get into any of that. You know, sometimes I have a time machine, Charles. Wanna step into it? <laughs> Does it move in time and space? I mean, I feel you drink enough, it will move. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the time and space, who knows? Boo ha ha! It's smaller on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking that. We'll go back and, you know, at least for me and Charles, maybe Nick will come in here and there where he'd be like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> uh, well, we'll talk about Doctor Who. But, see, when I started writing this, I'm like, okay, we're going to talk about, you know, all the doctors and we're going to talk about, you know, the, the wild stuff that happened, you know, between then. As I started writing, I'm like, oh, fuck me. I don't think I'm going to get through all of that. So, you know what? We're just going to start it, well... We cannot go can't. in order. Because where do we fit the Valyard? And the War Doctor? And... We can fit all... Well, I mean, well, man, the War Doctor. We'll start from the classics. We'll go from the classic series. And then we'll build ourselves way over there. And do time. Okay. I'll wait whenever another special, you know, they're going to come out with Doctor Who because, ha, ah, I know how to do this promotion and shit, damn it. So we're starting at William Hart now. Yes. The man that started it all. Well, I mean, if we want to go by a tentacle standard, the true man who did start this was Sidney Newman, the head of the BBC drama. For those who think he was an Englishman, no! He was actually Canadian. What? I know. So, March Whoa. 19... So, you know, March 1963, 
Well, I apparently need to fill some kind of gap around the evening time. So with the help of a uh, Frick, uh, Bay Lock, and C.E. Weber of the script department, and Variant Lambert, who was a female, by the way, a female producer. Yeah. They're all put the task of making a science fiction show for kids. Oh, boy. Well... <laughs> Uh. <laughs> it was more they were tasked with making a science education show for kids that's true to teach them about science well <laughs> and that shit is fucking wild uh, <laughs> <laughs> well I mean it has you know again it has to do with time travel and stuff and you know most of, but most importantly no bug eye monsters that was like sending them one rule Please, no, no bug-eye monsters. Oh, years later, boo-ha-ha. -ha. <laughs> uh, they went through plenty of rewrites. Years later, they would be running against <laughs> trash cans. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't count. It's not bug-eye monsters. I guess. But, you know, it went through a, a, a plenty of rewrites where it did have three characters at first. A young, a handsome young hero. A handsome, well-dressed heroine, age about 30. <laughs> now, that's what they wrote down. And the doctor. And a mature man of 35 to 40. With some character twists. It went from that to four characters. Ian Chesterton, a science teacher. A Barbara White, a history teacher. Susan Foreman, the young student. And the granddaughter to... The Doctor, a mysterious old man. Even the TARDIS went through some changes as well. <laughs> it's gone through so many facelifts. You know, at one point it was supposed to be like, you know, like uh, the high comms that half of the time machine was a, a plastic bubble. They thought it was too fantastical. <laughs> so wait. They hey. thought the bubble was too fantastical. Yeah, it is, you know, it looks but... A police, the police box uh, is not too fantastic. That's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Hey, they, there's, they, there's some science in there. <laughs> I promise you, there's not. Well, no, there is not. It's made up science for the TARDIS itself. But you know what? You know, everything was ironed out. They filmed the first story. They go about to release the first episode on November second. Well, 22nd, 1963. Which is very unfortunate because it's also the same day that President Kennedy got shot. <laughs> well, a lot of shit happened in the, in the 60s. Well, yeah, but this is very, you know, this is the kind of thing where it happened on the same day the president got shot. And like, the pres like this is quite how it happened. The president had been assassinated. <laughs> do, yeah. do, 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 do. <laughs> Well, you know, it got overshadowed, so the BBC, you know, it, okay, we'll give you another chance. We'll play the first episode the following Saturday, along with the second episode. So they already got their double dose. Uh, pretty much, you know, again, <laughs> some unfortunate thing happened. So now we're going to get to the first Doctor Error, which, you know, for those who are not too familiar with that classic uh, series... For those who may not know, like, 
we're going to call it stories because, well, that's how they were basically produced as because each episode, they were more like a continuous thing to a, a larger story. Right. And it was more serialized than, you know, they did technically have episodes, you know, where late, like I think at first they had like episode names, but they were not like, or at least they did sort of kind of mind like, oh, it's standalone, but really it was all part in one bigger narrative where at the point it's like, let's drop this episode nonsense out. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> let's drop all this uh, episode uh, uh, title nonsense. They just call it part one, part two. Right. So, our first doctor was William Hartnell. Uh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> and our first companions were Ian... Ian, right? Yeah. Ian. Barber. Barbara and Susan. Yep. Where is Susan? Where is Susan? Where is she? Well, she's a granddaughter. I know, but she was the granddaughter of the Time Lord. <laughs> well, but, but see the thing. All that didn't keep about until way later on. Until, you're right. Man. Um, what I wouldn't give to have been... In a living room of a family, when they watch the first doctor die and transform into someone new. Man, that, that could be some wild stuff. But we, we're not there yet. Right, right, We're not right. there. there. We, let's talk about you know, that very first episode, I mean, well, of, uh, of the story of the Unearthly Child, which I, I gotta say, is pretty great stuff. Yeah. It's all full of mystery and, and this and that. Like, you know, Susan, like, you know, she's, you know, she's kind of weird. She's pretty out there not to find, like, oh, she's a fucking alien. Oh, shit. No wonder why she's kind of out there. And damn, you Okay. Wasn't it weird that her teachers are like, wow, she's, like, really smart. We should follow her. <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> I mean, you know, at least the reason behind it is, like, well, we got to make sure this girl is okay or something. I mean, <laughs> And granted, you know, like, you know, like, uh, they're trying to find, like, I guess at the time it's like, okay, they just, you know, go to, like, the, the, the uh, whoever to be a legal guardian, you know, be a parent or whatever, you know, they're going to be over them to, like, hey, you know, we, we just want to make sure we just want to talk. And it's like, well, damn, this, this bitch not telling us where this fucking thing is. So let's just, I guess, follow her. <laughs> and it's like, the, is she living in a fucking uh, 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 trash Oh, see, trash yeah, place. Yeah, they walked into. They followed her, and she was in the um. Because the tires had been parked in the junkyard. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like I said, a whole air mystery, and like uh, even like uh, the doctor himself is like, oh damn, like, you know, he's being mysterious himself, and they and they go inside that TARDIS, and well, they're they're kind of trapped in there. It's a great first episode. It's bigger on the inside. And it is on the out. And then, once in, you know, a, a time travel to, I guess, caveman times. Yeah, that was the uh, first. Not gonna episodes. lie. Well. That was the first four episodes, yeah. Yeah. Not gonna lie, we, you get the whole cave movement. Uh, it's more like shenanigans. I mean, you know, it's, I would say it's absolutely blur, uh, brilliant when it starts. Those those other three episodes, it's like, well, it's a lot of going back and forth. <laughs> it's. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to find their footing, though. They're trying to figure out who they are, you know? Yeah, I mean, hey, you know what? It's still great stuff. 
And I still enjoy Hell, even the Doctor himself. He went through like the biggest character development, not just from over here, but throughout like I would say the next like couple of stories because yeah, he was kind of a d bag, man. Oh, major. <laughs> he was a he was a bit of a dick, <laughs> just just a bit. I know, like way later on, that in uh, the Edge of Destruction, the, the story where like all the the Tars trying to communicate with them. And like, oh, something about to happen. We're not too sure. And a doctor about to throw these two teachers. Literally. <laughs> like, out in the God knows fucking where. It's like, oh, are you serious? You kidnapped it? And now you're going to fucking, like, throw them out? <laughs> yeah, like, Barbara's, like, you know, at the end, she's, like, she's fucking pissed off. Like, she has fucking right to be pissed off. <laughs> you about to throw them fucking nowhere. But, you know, that's how he kind of progressed. So where. Basically, this bitter, oh, honestly bitter, but he kind of, like I said, D-bag, but like, you know, as I a... I mean, he, you can call it what it is. He was bitter. He was a bitter old man. But how later on, like, he does kind of, like, light down the mood a little bit to where he does become that kind of grandfatherly person. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I do like this team. I, I like the TARDIS team, the first one. So it's my favorite. Not the absolute favorite, but, you know, it's my favorite. I always say the best way to describe this whole era, at least for uh, for the first three years. It has a bit of sci-fi, but when they you know, when they travel to the future or to an alien world, did they do the time travel in the early years? They do actually, and but, oh, but right, duh, they went back in time. But see, here's the thing: you know how like, you know, later on in modern who were like they do time travel, but some alien shenanigans. Yeah, for the first up until. Patrick Trout, who's the second doctor, it was mostly pure historics. And for I those who that. may and for those who may not know what pure historic means, it just means there's no alien shenanigans over there. It's basically like, you know, something happens where, you know, they stuck in this time period. It's like, well shit, we gotta get back to the TARDIS somehow in some way and they're living through some kind of history. Like, you know, with the Aztecs, that's what you get. Then the Aztecs, which uh, by the way, one of the best stories of a historic or like in the reign of terror where like oh shit we're we're during the, the, the time of like the the french period whatever like yeah, this is bef- um, where before like napoleon became uh huge and all that so you know you you get that you get some of you know a bit of weird sci-fi but nothing too crazy right and we are not established to the doctor's many villains yet Oh, I've almost oh you know what? Let's let's talk about it. The very famous villains. Exterminate. The The Daleks Yes, the salt shakers. <laughs> <laughs> hey you gotta shake them like a salt shaker. Hey oh <laughs> Which you know they they had a pretty cool concept and also I feel like to this day like it it's still, you know, running pretty good, depending on the story, which one you... Depends on who's right. That, too. But, you know, with with uh, Terry Nation, when he first started out, like, basically, they were Nazis. <laughs> they yeah, were, they, they were, still were, are. Yeah, but I feel like, okay, it's not until I, I've been listening to, like, uh, some group of other podcasts, uh, uh, The Writer's Room, there we go. They, you know, they kind of say, you know what, they, when you get to some of the, the patching stuff or, like, what have you, even, like, later on, yes, they're space Nazis, but at the same time, though, they can actually, you know, kind of think 
at least think outside the box, I guess kind of evolve themselves. But you know, they first started their space Nazi because you know Terry Nation is like, man, fucking Nazis are, they're dicks. <laughs> you know, what? I'm gonna make a representation of them, and they're gonna be fucking aliens. And well, I I would say you get like you know the the first story is a really good story. I think Invasion of Earth is phenomenal. It is is absolute great stuff. Uh, where like a uh, basically is take place in the future, and guess what? The Daleks they they take over Earth. Dun dun dun. But with the help of the Doctor, oh man, they're they're able to defeat the Daleks, and then you get the chase, which is a big old fucking comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because of how like it crazy it gets. Well, yeah, um, at the time when it came out, you know, that was like heart-stopping action. Is it, though? <laughs> when it came out, it was. That's the one part where, like, uh, they they went to some kind of music park, and they're facing a robot, like Frankenstein, robot Dracula, and wolf, a robot Wolfman or whatever bullshit. Now, I would say, if I could recommend, you know, any Dalek stories, it would be the, well, the first two. I mean, The Chase is just more, it's more, for me, just more comedy. I mean, you know, it's fun to watch. I'll give it that. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, if the one I really want to brought back, it would be the, the Dalek's Master Plan. It's a big old epic. It's like 12 episode epic. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! But right, but man, I I actually really adore it because like it it's an epic where like you know shit does happen and actually bring a more of a serious uh, uh, thing into it. Yeah, you know I want you know say some stuff as well like um uh because I almost forgot to kind of bring it back to you. Do you know the time limiter was the first one where it was not a pure historic. This was the first one where it's like you think all comes is like you know, let's actually bring like an alien into this, uh, where he's trying to like oh I'm trying to fix history you know, oh, with the with the time monk, and we, we, that was the first one he came about. It's a really good story. I will I will I'll grant I will say right now, but yeah that was one of the first of this kind. And hey for those who may not know. The Time Monk was the first one where, like, oh, wait, he has himself his own TARDIS? Wait. I mean, they, again, they didn't really explore much over here. Like, later on, they actually gave the you names and everything. later on, yes. But this is the one time it's like, oh, wait, like, this man, he has some little TARDIS. What does this mean? And, hey, even way later on, the Celestial Toy Maker, who's also going to be... In his 60th anniversary, this was the first time he came in. And apparently that would be it. <laughs> I did not know the toy maker was going to be in the 60th. The celestial toy maker was going to be in the 60th. Well, uh, I mean, whoops. <laughs> no, well, I mean, obvious, it's not out yet. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, Neil Patrick Harris is going to be the toy maker. I see that for him. I guess the way they kind of describe the toy maker, he's... I don't know how to best explain it because, really, with Doctor Who, like, they I guess some there are technically gods or at least 
Okay. Close to gods. Here's the thing. Doctor Who is weird. <laughs> because there are entities that can fuck up the way that the laws of physics work. And prior to what happens in New Who, it wasn't uncommon for Time Lords to hop into another universe. Which we get to way later. <laughs> but, but we were going over here trying to go simple fight for everybody. But essentially, yeah. There aren't gods, but there are people that can look at the laws of physics and be like, I don't like that. I'm going to change it. Yeah, when you get... Well, we'll get there. <laughs> like well, the Time Lords. <laughs> we'll get there. So, so the whole thing with the whole regeneration. Because I do got to talk about this. Willie Hartnell, well, he was getting ill. Well, even when watch like some of his like stories and stuff, he tended to flub his words. Now it wasn't at best at the beginning, but we, I guess, I guess around the third season, like he was tend to do it like a lot more and taking like well, more than one vacation due to his health reasoning. Yeah. Like, it's a whole episode, I guess, with a Tory maker, and well, he's basically in it, but his voice is kind of in it, but like he's playing a game with him and you can only see like the doctor's hand quote unquote for the doctor but he's sort of kind of invisible whatever bullshit well again so like uh, you know the thing of what to do it's like wait a minute he's an alien why not i don't know just write you know sort of a rebirth <laughs> i remember um before the like movie how was the uh adventure time and space yeah the people talked about how they were like sitting around their dining room um tables watching him essentially die and then someone else stood up imagine imagine being a pioneer that's like People always recast people, but why don't we just give them a reason why we recast him? And they did. I mean, that's the best way to do it. Like, you know, instead of you know, trying to, like, you know, recast... Like a, to, like, recast and pretend like they're the same one. I mean, that that's a brilliant move, you know. And, you know, to this day, like, it's the thing, like, they kept on... You know, that's how it kept on going. So I would say, you know, for... Uh, the three story I will recommend you know, is the Aztecs again. It's brilliant, especially when you want to see like Barbara. Like she's the best in this. Like it's it's probably like one of my favorites. The first I ever watched with like the the TARDIS team. The Time Miller, wonderful. The War Machines is a great one to watch as well. I mean, it, you know, I mean, it's good. It's really good. So here's some of the parts where. When I mentioned the Dalek Master Plan, I were like, well, yeah, well, here's the part. Wasn't the OG Dalek Master Plan to be like, to like, be the only ones left, right? I think it's still a size of, okay, let me try to explain, explain all this. There's quite a bit out there of Doctor Who episodes and stories that it's not like, you can't really fully watch them. 871. Because, well, the BBC at the time, 
didn't really thought of or really think about you know, the whole thing with like you know film historical yeah. presentation. Uh, it's a presentation or a restoration. There we go. And while they threw out a great lot of them, I think the only one they kept was just the Dalek ones. So two things happened. Some of them were thrown out. Some was some, some were lost in the fire. That too, yes. And well, uh, and <laughs> well there was no digital back then, so if the uh, film was burned. That was it. And you think like, oh, I mean, how bad can be burned? For those who may not know, a uh, film is are basically like kerosene. Back in the day, like they're oh, flammable fucking was like. <laughs> I would say a good amount as of right now, we're able to like get by you know just through really lucky, lucky like. Yeah, they don't have nearly as many as was made. Like you know with you know with the first doctor, I feel you know you still have some good amount over there, you know. You know, some of it, you know, a good good chunk of it is lost, but you still have a great amount of, like, first doctor. The second doctor out there, the hand, he he got fucked over big time. Because the fact, like, all his stuff, like, oh, well, a great chunk of it. Oh, yeah. That's the thing about it, like, a great chunk of it is, like, gone. Uh, the fact, like, they when, when someone said, like, I found <laughs> the fourth episode of, like, The Underwater Menace... Granted, it's not a great story. It's like, oh fuck, we did, we found one. <laughs> this is amazing. It's not, but it's amazing. <laughs> it, does, it happens like that, okay? Like, especially when they actually were able to find like almost a good chunk of like the the web of fear. Oh, the web of fear. The web of fear is um, I think that's like second. To now second to last, right? No, I, I forgot which. I know it's it's around like the second the second season of the second Doctor. You actually could they like, sort of kind of watch this now with with recons or reconstructions. It's basically you get we still have the um, the audio stuff, but we don't have like the the visual. People actually throughout the years are able to like use like uh, telesnips, which basically. What? Basically, just what it is is just people just recording. Whenever record, they recorded f from the TV with the eight millimeter camera. Yeah, it doesn't sound that good, does it? Okay. okay. <laughs> or with with or with uh, with uh, pictures and what I have you. I get it. I get. I get. I. It's in my head. I got it now. And able to use that to actually, you know, to reconstruct or sort of kind of reconstruct this. The BBC animation team at least do their best to uh, reconstruct through either the best way they can <laughs> to animate the story themselves. And, you know, like it would mostly have been like uh, pageant trucks and uh, stuff. Which, you know, you have at least one of my favorite Dalek stories that you can actually watch right now Power of the Daleks. Another of the Dalek episode, but this is not great because like this is the first time we actually get to see Patrick Troughton as the second Doctor, where he's even more mysterious compared to how he was in the first Doctor. The first Doctor, you know, he was, but you kind of warm up to him because you know he's being, you know, sometimes he'd be kind of impish, but you know he was still that kind of warm grandfatherly character. 
Grandfatherly, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, the second doctor, and he's he's being like so like uh, be even more mysterious. Hey, <laughs> over there playing his fucking recorder. <laughs> like, bro, I'm trying to understand what's going on over here. You're over here you're just playing your fucking recorder. <laughs> but it works so well because like now you have this uh he's there recording. You're trying to find out like you know who he is. And then, oh man, when you get to the Daleks, it is absolutely one of the great things. Because why? Well, because besides the Daleks. But this is where I was talking about like kind of earlier where like, yes, you get space Nazis. However, you get something like this and we're like, yeah. But, you know, the, the, the Daleks not always, you know, shouting or this and that. They can actually be more cunning than we actually give them credit to be. Yeah. Where, you know, they can play these humans like, you know, like puppets. Or what again? Like, oh, they they're being kind of greedy and shit. The Daleks themselves are created to be the greatest species in the universe. Intelligence would have to come with that if they are going that route. Granted, they're also really violent, <laughs> base Nazis. Yeah, I gotta say, I love the second Doctor. Like, in terms of the classics. He's my all-time number one. He's this clown, yes, and that's how you pretend he that even he looks like a clown. He's a space hobo. But damn it, he's two steps ahead of everybody. Probably know what the outcome's gonna be like it's like, alright, okay, I mean, I try and tell you people what's gonna happen. You don't want to listen to me. <laughs> you wanna smart man, alright! <laughs> this is gonna happen. Fifth doctor for me. We'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. Oh, uh, the heartbreak? Yeah. And you know what? We get one of the, the greatest companions of this uh, of the second Doctor. Jamie McCrimmon. He's, he's my favorite. Uh, so I had both of them. So if I could just have like a, a story with them. Just powering around what have you. But you know, this is what it is. We get only the, the two Dalek stories compared... You get like fucking four or five, you know, from the from the Willie Hartner era. And the reason why for this is because Terry Nation was trying to do like a spin-off show or a film with the Daleks, and you know, can he own the their own intellectual property? Yeah. So during that time, it's like, well, what the hell we're we gonna do? Well, we have these Cybermen. Maybe. Now this call me crazy here. Maybe if we just start making them into villains, and hey, guess what? They started with the first Doctor with their creepy looking like f- fucked Look, up clothy, shiny, helmety heads. That shit looked horrifying. It did, terrifying. <laughs> but you know what? It worked. And I uh, mean, I wish Nick was over here. I would have loved Nico to even explain this of, of the like the first time. In. So basically, they came from, I guess you could say, a twin planet of Earth, or like it's basically Earth, but it's another twin planet. But I guess it ran away, and now it came <laughs> back. And well, these people, these Mondasians, well, say you know we just just replace our parts with robot parts because, eh. <laughs> you know, I don't like the way I look. And well, they they became more machine than man. 
The Cyberman. Oh, the Cyberman. Oh. Earlier Cybermen looked so scary. The first incarnation, they get a second incarnation, which, you know, it's probably my top like design like Cybermen. Always love the Cybermen because they're able to change this up, you know, throughout you know Yeah. It throughout the whole and I guess, you know, that's the best way to explain it. Like, you know, that's how it technology makes sense is. The story as well. Every time they change, they change themselves because time is moving forward. You know, I would say, you know, besides, you know, uh, because we're recommending the tenth planet. <laughs> you might say out loud, it's like that sounds that sounds silly to say the tenth planet. <laughs> I would re- really recommend like the moon base, which is almost like it's kind of alien in the sense of it. The horror, the, the sci-fi horror movie Alien. Where you have, you know, basically, you know, uh, oh man, people are disappearing. Oh man, people are getting sick. What are we going to do? <laughs> Strange things happen over here. We're not quite sure. What happened? Fucking Cyberman. Damn it. <laughs> and the tomb of the Cyberman, which for many of you not know, it was lost for a, almost for a good while until, I don't know, they, uh, I think around the 90s, uh, where uh, JNT brought it back. It's like, look, we found it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you want you want to know the whole irony of that story was? What? People literally thought that like uh, Jonathan Nation Turner, like they thought, like, man, you have this, you have a whole thing over there. And they're like, no, we found only Tomb of the Cyberman. That's all we find. Nah, you have a whole collection over there. Damn it. <laughs> that man did not. And hey, you know what? Uh, this is where you get some really uh, experimental things going on over here during this. Um, during this era, because it was not just Cyberman that, you know, basically the second Doctor was just more like, okay, we gotta, okay, besides Cyberman, we gotta bring out more, like, villains to use, like, later on, because we can't really, you know... Can't really use the same... Characters over, that's where you get, like, in the Ice Warriors, which... Came back in... Came back? Love the Ice Warriors. Which They're really Mars, right? They should really call them Narsh. And <laughs> that's the only thing about okay, it. Okay, but, like... Wow, you're right. They should call Martians. <laughs> the only reason why they got the name for it because, like, one, I guess, like, if I remember correctly in the in the actual story, the Ice Warriors, like, just uh, some arc, uh, some person, whatever, going, like, you know, oh, they're Ice Warriors because they thought they were, like, Vikings. No, they're Martians. <laughs> and, hey, they, they weren't, I would say, the Ice Warriors was okay, but the Seed of Death, it's a pretty good story with them. And the best way to describe like um, this era of Doctor Who is more science fiction. It's very weird, and and it's horror. That's <laughs> the best to describe. It's weird and it has some horror elements in here. Well, yeah, now they're um, they have the audience. Now they're testing the waters of what they can and can't do and get away with. Like you know, for the horror part, you, or you know, even some of the weird stuff, you get like. The macro of terror. See, again, I wish Nick was over here because I want to describe the macro of terror where basically a whole colony of humans are are basically ruled by giant crab creatures. And they're smart. Uh. It's a great story. It's like it's, it's one of my favorite from the second Doctor. <laughs> They're being ruled by fucking giant crab people. <laughs> Fuck, man. You get your weird stuff that you get the the horror stuff. I feel you get like with fur, uh, fury from the deep. 
Oh, we're like we're being attacked by like this radiation alien mutation seaweed. You think it like it's that's part of weird, but also like it gets some like you know, horrific stuff over there too. But man, if you want to get to like you know really weird stuff, the mind robber. That's a mind fuck. It's it's basically about this one man able to like I guess. There's gotta be one episode. Every it's about imagination. <laughs> That's basically what it is. It's about imagination. And well, the the Highlander with the head Jimmy McCrinton, that would be, well, basically the last pure historic until you get to the Fifth Doctors. And that's about like t- almost 20 years. And that would be it. We haven't got a, like a pure historic. I know there's the books, there's the audio uh, dramas and stuff, but like in terms of like television, like you don't really get like an actual pure pure historic. We kind of got one. We kind of did, but you know, even then, like you know, th- when I say pure, like it has to be like absolutely 100% pure. I feel like could have got that with like you know with two of them from. Um, for the 13th Doctor era, but, you know, we'll, you know, maybe one day we'll get there in time. And I almost forgot, like, some other things, too, over here that I do want to uh, point out. This is, we also get, like, you know, during this era, too. Second Doctor era? The Second Doctor era. Uh-huh. We get a lot of things that being introduced over here. The stuff, well, besides, you know, some other villains, you know, that be more, like, later on and stuff. We get... Alistair Gordon Lethbridge Stewart, the Brigadier, the Brigadier, who was in the Web of Fear. That was the first story. Well, the actor like uh, uh fuck, I forgot his name at the moment. Courtney, blah, blah, blah. no, uh, uh, Nicholas Courtney. Blah, blah. The actor was starring one of the episodes in the Dalek Master Plan, but his character, uh, 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 the Brigadier, came in in the Web of Fear. But he was not in Unit. Unit was created Whoa. in the evasion with the Cyberman. Hold on. Was the Doctor still the second Doctor when Unit was created? Yep. Okay. Why do they think that it wasn't created until the third Doctor? I'm blowing everybody's mind over here <laughs> with my with my little uh, <laughs> my factoids. And also, in the war games, the last second Doctor story... Fuck, man. What you gotta say like that? It sounds so... Weird. This this is the first time we got introduced to, and this is where we learn everything from the Doctor who he is. He's a Time Lord, and it took him to the planet of Gallifrey Council, and where they force regenerate him. The fuckers. <laughs> uh. And well, apparently his his reasoning why he he took a TARDIS because he was bored. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a retcon like a, a couple of times it's like well that's not the reason why for I mean you can always say that but just the doctor just you know just saying like you know this is how I, I remember it from my point of view from right that, now <laughs> I was bored <laughs> man you know what the here's a story I recommend from from uh, from the second doctor the macro terror is absolutely awesome uh enemy of the world which basically he plays like a double of himself. So you have like, you know, Patrick playing, you know, the second Doctor, right. and also 
Patrick, uh, Patrick Charlotte playing like basically the villain, the antagonist. Which they do revisit later on. That type, that style, I mean. I mean, they, they kind of did like first with like William Hartnell in with like uh, the massacre, and the, the the other side I would recommend is the mind robber. So now we come to the third Doctor's error, John Pertree. Pertree. And ah uh, yes. So this yeah. is very significant because the show changed from black and white to color. Yep. From 1963 to 1969, it was all black and white. Now we got a uh, the the color which uh. It's both good and bad. Hey, guess the good part is? It's in color. You know what the bad part is? It's in color. Yes, because what with black and white, and it's something I kind of noticed, it's like, you know what, black and white? They tend to, like, kind of fix those notable uh, shortcomings that, like, um, the show tend to have because, like, you know, it's, well, it's kind of low budget at times. This did not do it whatsoever. It's like, oh, oh no. <laughs> oh. And something I kind of noticed, too. It's just more of a me kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, where you can tell the differences of, like, the filming. Like, uh, where you can tell with it being filmed outside, it, they're using, well, film. No, duh, right? Yeah. But when it being, you know, filmed on a soundstage, it's so transparent it's so clear, like, oh, they film on a soundstage because, like, this is... Not only the cameras are different, everything about this is absolutely <laughs> different. And, well, here's the other thing that is, you know, besides the other significant change, is to, in a uh, story significant change, the Doctor has been exiled to Earth for and three years. And guess what? He no longer had to use his own TARDIS. The council used to be such dick. Oh, yes. <laughs> I completely forgot that the reason he regenerated is because they forced the regeneration on him. Oh, yes. And you know what? Uh, the, the third doctor, I, I love him, too. He's like my third favorite. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a mix of like James Bond with Q. Give you the fucking yes. kung fu moves. Beat people up. <laughs> you know what? He'll make gadgets as well. You know what? Uh, give me the old car, Betsy. Ah, uh, ah, uh, you know what? I'll rub that motherfucker up. And of course, he was the one that made it famous. I am going to reverse the polarity. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I would say with the first story, like, uh, it's a really good story. It's really well. It is no power of the Daleks, mind you. But it's really good where you get the introduction to the, uh, uh to the, uh, uh, why do I say Antons? Why do I say Antons? Autons! <laughs> Man, Charles' face over here, he's like, <laughs> why are you talking about that? I forgot about them. Oof. See, this is where you get the silly sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but you know what? It was still a good, really, introduction. Well, let me know. Until, well, uh, I mean, they're sort of kind of plastic alien creature things. I would say that, you know, for this era, you get, you know, some of the weird sci-fi, but you get some down, you know, some more grounded, you know, stories. Yeah. A good amount of the time, you know, since, you know, on Earth and everything. Hey, this is during the second season of the Third Doctor, where you get the introduction to the Master, the, the Moriarty to the Doctor Sherlock, if you will. 
and they made an entire season dedicated to the master. A whole season. <laughs> well, it was the master. Correct me if I'm wrong. The master was like our first evil time lord. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically speaking, you have the no. war chief from the war games. No, but like the master was like a threat. He had his TARDIS. Yeah. You know what? Uh, well, I mean, the technically, the war chief had TARDIS as well. Yeah, but the doctor. <laughs> didn't have hit. You know what? That is absolutely true. And, you know, I would say Roger Delgado as the master. Still to this day, my all-time favorite master. I love because he's so charming, but at the same time, he's just so like, oh, you, you fucked you, but damn it, you're just too damn charming. And uh, it's not, damn it, all right, oh, oh, I guess I'll do whatever you say. You're the master, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he was not laughing his head off, you know, every single fucking time. He was, he was cool. He was calm and collective. He's like, you know, I'm the master. You know, shut the fuck up. You know, oh, yeah, he didn't, you know, put on some bit disguise. He's like, hold on, let me put some glasses on. All right, cool. What is your name? <laughs> My name is Tibre. What I mean is in, means the master. <laughs> I mean, that's not how it goes. Like, I would say, you know, for that first season, like, it has some good stories of the master. It has, well, it has some clunkers. Yeah, for my recommendation, Terror of the uh, at not Adats, Antons. There we go, Terror of the Adons. Because yeah. his first introduction, and like I said, he's just cool and collective. Uh, let's see the the demons or the demons, however you want to fucking pronounce it. But it's pretty cool, pretty fucking cool. Yeah, Satan in it, <laughs> <laughs> and the Sea Devils, which. Oh, I almost forgot. This is also a period of time, like I said, like you know, trying to introduce a little more into it. You get the Silurians, which are basically dinosaur people. Ah, uh, yes, the Silurians, the reptile overlords, if you will. And then you know what you get for the Sea Devils? It's basically Sea Silurians. <laughs> and at this point, by the way. Didn't mention that at this point. Um, Susan's gone. Ian and Barbara are back. Oh yeah, I forgot about. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about the companion. Ah, well, I'm sorry. You know the he, man. You know how do you, he, you know what? He, here's the concept. He changed companions there over time. Brr. What happened to Jamie? Oh, he went back to his own time. Brr. Oh, what happened to Susan? Well, she's stuck in twenty uh, second Earth. Brr. Uh, not stuck. He left her there so that she could have a life. No. Brr. <laughs> there you yeah, go. If you don't mention the companion, oh, I'm we're sorry. on the fourth doctor. You know who's coming up. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Oh, and I almost forgot to mention in the 10th season, we get the first, the very first multi doctor story where you have, you know, well, three doctors teaming in one story. Although it's more like two in a fourth was... quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, William Hunter still was ill at the time, but hey, you still got the two doctors. You still had the second and the first and third <laughs> being fucking dicks to each other. It's like stop doing that. <laughs> what am I doing? You're being a clown. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm here playing my recorder. Where is it now? <laughs> I had it here last time. And also, this is the intro that we got for Omega. Uh, the the one of the first founder of the Time Lord Society, 
<laughs> oh, retconning. <laughs> oh, a lot of that's gonna go down. Uh, apparently, he was one of the people who found out about like time travel and stuff. I would really recommend you ever to watch it. It's the third and second Doctor being with each other. It's it's just great stuff. They both banter really each other very well. You know, he has the first Doctor over there, but I know it's not the same. Well, you know, since the Doctor is on Earth, you know, lives in you know, a unit headquarters, I guess, you know, and then pretty much like, hey, guess what? Him and then and, and, uh, the unit, they gotta go and like do their the thing. And hey, so most time it's kind of cool, but the uh, unit is kind of useless. Oh, completely. Because <laughs> they need the doctor to solve all their problems. Okay, so with over here, oh, you know what else we we get for introduction? The Centaurans. Glory for the Centaur Empire. <laughs> Basically, uh, potato people. <laughs> oh, they looked rough when they first showed up. I mean, you know what? I would say the the first one. It looked pretty good for the, you know, for the for time. The time, yeah. 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 Anyway, the, a race of for clones... For the glory of Santal. And a race of clone soldiers fighting against the Rutan. Like, who the fuck now, is hang this? hang on. Hang on. Did this come out before Star Wars? This came before... Yeah, this came before Star Wars. If, so you um, had a race of clone soldiers? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm sure there's other things that, like, you know... Listen, I'm sure there are other things that like uh, Jordan Lucas was like ripping off besides uh, <laughs> besides a British show from the 1970s. <laughs> we get possibly, I would say, the three best companions. The first one, uh, we get Liz, who was a scientist. She was pretty good. You didn't get Joe Grant. She didn't Joe sell out, Grant. She didn't sell out great, but damn it, she worked her way up and she becomes you know adorable. She's cute. She's plucky, and then. We get the legend, Sarah, Sarah Jane, Jane Smith. Smith. Have you met Sarah Jane Smith? She's my best friend. Ah, <laughs> uh, the news reporter, which you know, uh, from what I heard, like I, like Robert Holmes, who created her, like, yeah, he put like a lot, like you know, trying to make her like a, a, a almost a feminist. It's like, well, damn, Robin Holmes, pretty good <laughs> on you, sir, but pretty good, pretty good. Oh, oh and guess what? We got the Daleks, they made the return. And the three stories are just okay. They're just okay. <laughs> it's not quite as great. So for like the early stuff, what you want to look at is the moments that happen. You know, we get Joe Grant. Well, she didn't start out great, but she's iconic nonetheless. We still have to, we had the Brigadier still. And then we run into Sarah Jane Smith, who would, honestly, isn't she the first one that Doctor says that they are actually friends? It's really hard to tell. I mean, well, I'm sure he's saying in passing, oh, these are my friends, you know, like, uh, you're a barber, you know, burr, burr. Not the first one. The first one was too crotchety. But these are the, my assistants. <laughs> but man, the Dalek stories, man, oof. You got Day, which is fun. Planet of the Daleks is just basically the first Dalek story. That's what it is. That's when we get Davros, right? No. No, we get that on Planet of the Daleks. Ooh, I jumped way ahead. Yeah, how dare you, Whoa. Charles. <laughs> but then you got Death of the Daleks. I mean, it's fun as well, too. And he will recommend for, for the third Doctor stories. You know, besides the ones I mentioned. Um, 
Carnival Monster and Green Death. Both really good. Both really fun. Especially Green Death. And now... We finally come to the real myth. The real legend. The Fourth Doctor. I would say he is close to a pipe culture icon you will he ever get to Doctor Tom Who. Baker did a fantastic job. Wildly popular. Most will argue saying he's the best. I would argue that. <laughs> but he was the one that actually put the charisma into the Doctor. Now, it could be a number of things. You know, his bohemian rapper, uh, bohemian nature to it. Could be he had a lot of great stories. He did. Maybe the scarf. Whatever you know the case need be. The iconic scarf. Uh, let's see. Uh, you wouldn't know that we were watching. The, you wouldn't know watching Fern's very first story. His first regeneration story. Well, um, it's too average. That's the only thing about it. I was trying to learn more about this as possibly I could. The thing is, it's just, it's too much reading like a third Doctor story. Yeah. And that's only the problem about it. It's like, man, like, ooh. <laughs> I mean, it's all right, but it's like, uh, it's, you know, when, when you have like Spearhead from Space, which is the, the third Doctor first story, then you have a like, power of the Daleks, you get like these great, really, really great like stories, and you get this, it's like, eh, it's all right. I guess. But hey, you know what? We're going to venture forward. Because, man, like this man. Well, now here's the thing that made that somebody may not know. He did have a lot of various of the stories. Fucking tons. You know, a great majority of them are horror theme. He also had a pretty decent run as far as doctors go. Yeah. I mean, um, but here's the thing, too. There was less focus on the recording villains. Like, you, you see them, they're there, but it's like, okay, that's it. We wanted to focus on other things. You know, let's let's not keep having these fucking villains keep coming back each fucking week. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, for a great long time, you have, like, a Philip, um, God, I don't know how to pronounce his man's name, Hinchcliffe and Robert Holmes. Like, those two were, like, basically the, the, the people who made the fourth Doctor, like, his run. Especially Robert Holmes, like he was like a great writer during his time period with the Fourth Doctor, and then you know, um, as soon as it stopped, you have the legendary writer Douglas Adam doing a whole season <clears throat> of Doctor Who, made as you will, and then you know this is where the true legend Jonathan Agent Turner became the main producer. Throughout the 80s run of Doctor Who. But started with Tom Baker. That's a really more important thing. So let's get out of the way with all like you know. All the, the, the current character. Uh, recurring villains. Uh-huh. The Suntarans where you have the Suntaran experiment. Which is short but it's pretty good. Then the evasion happened. Nobody liked the evasion. <laughs> <laughs> well the vision of the Suntarans. Let's see they have you know the Cyberman. Invasion of the Cyberman. I like the costume, but the story is just not good. <laughs> then you get like a, I would say, really great uh, master stories from this uh, during this time. You get the Deadly Assassin, where you get uh, the Crispy Master, <laughs> uh, where okay. he 
Yeah, well. Yeah, looking like a damn monster himself. <laughs> yeah, at the same time, it was still really great dude, with a deadly assassin. And then you get to keep it tracking. And then you get, well, the, the last story with it, which is Legocalibus. The Legocalibus. Whoa. <laughs> exactly. And then you finally get the Dalek story with the creator, Devros. Devros. Which is creepy looking. Even back then. I, I would say it's more of a Devro story than anything, but this is the creation of the Daleks. This is where we get, like, you know, all of that is, like, it's pretty mind-blowing stuff, I would say. It's pretty great. Then you get Destiny Daleks. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a mixed bag. I would say definitely, I would say uh, definitely recommend, like, uh, Deadly Assassin and Genesis of the Daleks. Oh, and during this time, too, like, you get, like, a short line of, like, great companions. You know, Sarah and Jane Smith, she, she's still on here. Yay! We also get Alila, the Leela. savage. Hey, but, hey, hey. She's a great savage. She's a cavewoman. Thank you. <laughs> she's awesome. Uh, let's see. Oh, you get, like... Adric. Well, that's later on. But we don't... We get Romana. Yeah, but Adric joins... But Romana, we get the first Romana, and then we get Romana, her regeneration. No. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, uh, here's the thing about it. Okay, so Daleks okay. Adams, like during for the Destiny Daleks, um, because okay, the first Romana, uh, like well, the actress, she got pregnant. So what Doug's uh, did, like he made a parody version of the fourth Doctor changing costume. So like, oh, this Romana keeps them regenerating, and regenerating, <laughs> and regenerating. It's like. Uh, Dalek's Adams, I don't think you know how this quite works, sir. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, and also we get K9. And also we get Adric. We get Adric. Uh, are you, there you go, Charles. We get Adric. Oh, no. Now I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> also get Tegan. And also we get uh, Nyssa. So many. I know. So uh, let's talk about the Dalek's Adam run of uh, the uh, 17th season. I would say he was in consideration because he was a great writer for, well, I mean, he did, well, the Hitchhiker Guys to the Galaxy. Oh, man, that's a great you know, series. He did a, let's uh he did a book on it. He did a, what, a radio drama. Yeah, for those who may not know, Douglas at a run is not really a great run. I kind of like uh, uh, hinted at this with Destin the dog. Like, that was his. Apparently, it's probably a little more darkened. Well, Doug, then I'm like, uh, let's make it funny. <laughs> I would say, like, the, the two great stories to be on there. Well, one that, well, it's, I guess, technically is non existent, but it's mostly been, I mean, it's done at this point. They use animation. A Shauna. Like, that was Doug's, like, story. Like, that was Doug's, like, main thing. Is is technically not finished, but thanks to the animation team, it's like you know what, this is this is how we're gonna do it. Okay, we have the live action stuff. We also can just put it in animation because, well, what else can we fucking do? <laughs> and City of Death, which is a great story. Oh man, whoo! What else to mention? Oh yeah, like I said, we get you know JNT, which okay, well. I would say with like Dalek's Adam Rum, it was more comedic. 
and well, Tom Bigger wanted more of that. Yeah, well, and then you got GNT. It's like fuck it, all that. <laughs> you know what? Fuck fantasy. Fuck all this. We're going back to the roots of it, which more science fiction. Oh, I forgot something too. This is the during Tom Bigger's era. Significant things. This is where we get the introduction to the black and white guardian. No, Charles, not black. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God damn it. And this we get the first story arc. The key to time. Oh, man. So, it's so many things to recommend. So many stories. Oh, if I could just recommend any. Uh, let's see. Ark in Space. Pyramid of Mars. And a Horror of Fame Rock. For the Philip Hedgecliffe era. Uh, City of Death and Shauna. And for JNT, State of the Cape. You know, Charles, I feel like I haven't got your recommendation. I'm sorry. Hey. <laughs> well, I already told you I was more, I'm more into New Who. So. So this is, this is, but for when I was telling you, it's like, hey, you know what? Uh, as I'm actually giving their recommendation, I'm giving you recommendations as well. Uh, before things started getting recovered, I watched what I could. Which is fair. And there were huge gaps. So I'm not as big up with the knowledge with the classic Who as I am with New Who. Hey, you're clearly missing out, sir. Giant crabs take over a colony. Loch Ness Monster, I know. I get <gasps> the stuff. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Something I did for kind of mention. Oh, uh, the Great Intelligence made his first appearance in the second Doctor story. The Great Intelligence. And then, oh, the Zygon? Fourth Doctor. The Zygon. Polymorph. Yes. <laughs> Poison the second their tongue. So now we finally make it to Charles' favorite, the Fifth Doctor. Such a good boy. So much heartbreak, though. Wow. <sighs> The Fifth Doctor lost a lot of people to him. I mean, you know, they all definitely did, like, you know, along the way. But anyway, we have a new Doctor with new companions. And his first story going up the Master. The youngest Doctor at the time. At the time. It's another okay story. The negative is just... It takes a bit... <laughs> it, it takes a bit to kind of get going. By the time it does, it kind of went to breakneck fucking speed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Charles, please, uh, you explain the fifth doctor, and I'll explain the fifth doctor. All right, so, fifth doctor, who, fun fact, is the father in law of the tenth doctor now. <laughs> you? <laughs> <laughs> He fell the from a big old fucking thing. <laughs> that's it. The fourth doctor fell. Fifth doctor showed up. And he had... He has the swagger, you know. He wasn't nerdy anymore. Well, let me take that back. It wasn't that he wasn't nerdy. It was that it worked for him. He was... And the fifth doctor was way more like... More of a free spirit almost. Well, I guess in a sense of it. So that's all you. That's all you got there, Charles, huh? Well, 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, continue. Continue. <laughs> and it was kind of more silly. His stories were more silly, you know. Until they weren't. <laughs> and I'm still mad about it. Oh, I'm sorry, Charles. <laughs> well, uh, you know, for me, um, the, the the he was a it was a very nice doctor, which for me was kind of boring. <laughs> Whoa. I'm sorry, I had to go over there. Um, listen, I listen to the man story, like uh, I listen to his audio dramas. I watched plenty of stuff. He's okay, as he's just boring to me. It's like I get what they're going for. Okay, he has a cricket little Alfred. All right, that's cool, I guess. Just bland for me. But here, but here's the thing. That I will say, I feel like he works best when you get in more to like the more darker stories, like you know, Resurrection of Daleks or like Earthshock. We get to more of those kind of stories, so where like, you know, I feel with any kind of doctor, you know, they do a different path of where he kind of go into. With him, it just you know, he's just too nice about it. It's like, damn, I'm, I'm trying to do my best over here. <laughs> It's like, it's like Morty. It's like, oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> like I said, he's not bad. And like I said, when I like his stories when they're more darker for me. I feel like he works the best for that. You know, it's getting, you know, like, I don't mind the silly stories, you know, like. Well, it was a blend of the silly and the horror. No. <laughs> yes. Oh, and, well, I mean. <laughs> so the master, he comes back. As recording villain again for the fifth doctor, and well, I mean, uh, uh, Anthony Alien, I think I have to say it. It's not bad a role, um, but it's not my favorite master. It's fairly silly. He laughs a lot. <laughs> he laughs maybe <laughs> too much. He sometimes, you know, d- uh, put on a mask and makeup and different costumes. It's like. You know, there's no really reason for this. You didn't have to do it, sir. <laughs> the Daleks and Devras return a very dark and violent story. It's my favorite Dalek story. I mean, it's not. I would say, it's it's. Okay. I I enjoy it, and you know what? It has one of my favorite uh, actors to play Devras, Terry Mallory. Like he's he's so great in it. Like he plays like this. Very like insane role of Devros, like to to a point. And I feel like he perfected like he keeps on perfecting it like each time he's on. Like whenever you get to play Devros, especially in Big Finish, like he's great in Big Finish. Oh my god, I love this man See, to death. I don't have the Big Finish stuff, so oh, who folds that now? Whoa! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, and also we get the the Black Guardian in a trilogy arc where uh, we get in our new companion Turlo, because um, well um, Adric, um, well he didn't know whether or not he was right about the math problem. Shame, really. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why would you do that? Uh, to be fair, nobody really liked Adric. I mean. Wasn't bad. I, I mean, like sometimes he could be something could be a punk, but you know, the way he wasn't bad. He was a teen. That's what they are. They're punks. 
But man, that Simon story, shit, that was the best. And I would say the costumes, like, it's mwah, perfection. I, I fucking love the costume. It's same with David Banks as a Simon. He goes, yes, excellent. Whether or not, like, you can actually, like, uh, uh, emote emotions, I don't care. David Banks is too fucking awesome for this. I love him. He's fucking the cyber leader and shit. Oh. Oh, you get the, 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 the Solorian Sea Devils once again. An amazingly bad story. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Omega. It's okay. Omega was okay. Oh. And guess what? For the 20th anniversary of Doctor Who, we get the five doctors! Which is more like, um, four and and one quarter of doctors. They were still using Hart now back then? No, actually they replaced him with a different actor. Yeah. But it's, see, it's with Tom Baker. See, Tom Baker didn't return. And, well, see, during this time, Shauna was, technically speaking... An unfinished Doctor Who story. I don't think it even aired. Like they, they're like, oh, we, you know, I know they like later on, like you know, oh, we, you know, just put like you know, clips of like you know Tom Baker, like you know, talking to who the fuck ever. This <laughs> is or they kind of you know like um, the gel in the pieces. But otherwise, yeah, like since this was like a again a technical, um, like unfinished story. Ah, shit, let's just put Tom Baker, like, you know, stuff into it. Nobody's gonna notice. It's not like you actually film the fucking thing. Now we finish it. But hey, guess what? We still have Patrick Trotton. We still have John Perchie as the respectable doctors. And we have the fifth doctor. And man, you get a, you get a, you get that one dollar. But I mean, you get Cyberman. You get, uh, the Master. Oh man, you get a time board. You get the Yetis. You get the Yetis. So we're getting close to something that still I'm waiting to see happen on Doctor Who, and it's been 60 years. What is it? We're getting close to him. I want to see when the Doctor becomes the Valley Yard. Oh, oh damn. Uh, Charles. Whoa. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry, totally. Uh, different person. Different person. I mean, okay, if I, I gotta recommend, like, you know, um, two, like, uh, Fifth Doctor stories. It'd be Kidna. I, I like Kidna. It's weird, but it's, it's pretty out there. I like it. And, uh, the cave, uh, as, uh, <laughs> which is the last uh, story of the Fifth Doctor. <laughs> it's a great story. I'll give it that. <laughs> Charles, like, how dare you? <laughs> But yeah, that's I'm still waiting. Well, guess what, Charles? Over at the Fifth Doctor. Ah, uh, the colorful one. Ah, uh, you know what? Fifth, sixth. I mean, sixth. My bad. We get yeah. My bad. We get a sixth, and I want to say this right now before we get into the shit show. That's during this time. <laughs> we got to say some. We got to talk some positive things about it. I love that rainbow color, mother of fuck costume it is so gaudy but damn it i like it i feel like he did pretty well with it he was anar- he was arrogant he was manic but i always felt like his doctor always had his heart in the right place here's the thing okay here's the thing about six doctor because at this point the um there's a lot more classic who out at this point that i could catch up on 
I couldn't like what's the word attach myself to him like I could the other doctors it felt like something was missing I do want to say like his best stories are like a vengeance on our various uh, attack of the Cybermen and Revelation of Darth, the Daleks and um his okay so let's talk about it now um the uh, six Doctor story this first one holy shit man it's fucking awful <laughs> <laughs> okay so <Let's> <laughs> so I would say this I I get what they're going for with like the six Doctor generation it's like okay. Usually when he get like this, he gets, you know, you don't, you don't know exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get some kind of, like, you know, a fucking weirdo, like, you know, with the second Doctor. Or, you know, maybe he's kind of going a little bit out of his mind with, like, the fifth Doctor was in the first one. Yeah. You know, the third one, you know, and the fourth. Basically, they, they were kind of all right. They were okay in the head. Holy shit, man. Like, I love Colin Baker. I love the sixth Doctor. This story, man, it... Oof. It's like, I want to forget it if it existed. Because we said you had this side plot story with, like, these two kids being abducted by an old man. God knows what they were doing. Uh, <laughs> so, the doctor became a crazy person. Oh, absolutely. Unhinged. Choking out fucking Perry. <laughs> and it's like, ah, fuck it, you know what? I'm just going to live my days a hermit. <laughs> That's what gonna do in this cave. Anything else better to do? Holy shit, man! Fucking wounds me to say this. It's like, oh fuck. Oh shit. Well, this is what happens when a show like Doctor Who is gonna have writers that's gonna either be up, 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 or mid, mid, mid. I forgot who even wrote this. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can name, like, a, you know, like, okay, Eric Swan, I know he wrote, like, Resurrection of Daleks and also Attack of the Cybermen. I can tell you that much. I can tell you who wrote, you know, I know Robert Holmes, like, wrote, like, Parent of Mars. That's a great, like, fourth Doctor story. I, I cannot tell you who wrote this. Who? I can tell you David Whitaker, he wrote, like, um, uh, Power of the Daleks. David Whitaker. But yeah, like, a, so here's something to let you know about, like, um, the Sixth Doctor's first season. It was okay. From what I heard, the, the ratings were all right. And also, uh, some other things, too, to note. Um, they changed the format of the episodes because each one was, like, 25 minutes. This is where they changed it to 45 minutes. That, okay. could, that could be either, either a good thing or a bad thing. And, well, when, you, when some of your episodes rely on cliffhangers... For a 25 minute episode and you change it to like 45 minutes it can look very weird now you gotta get new cliffhangers and well here's the other thing too so this is where you get even more to shit to show michael ian grade the controller of the bbc basically the chairman whatever he almost canceled doctor who the man almost canceled Doctor Who. Do you know his reason why? Why? There's two reasons for it. Okay. His first reason is because, well, the show looks too cheaply. Okay. He's not wrong about that. It's like, all right, okay, you can fix that. You know, all you do is just put more money into it. 
apparently the man won a fucking Star Wars. It's like, well, you're not going to get that. <laughs> but, you know, he put more money to the, I'm sure um, you get something that's... that's No, I'm not going to put more money into this. You're not going to put money into it, but... I smell a stunt. <laughs> <laughs> you know the other reason why? Why? He didn't like sci-fi. Then why did he... I mean, he, here's the thing. To be fair, that is a that's a good point. It's like, okay, that's fair enough, you know. But I feel like you have a very successful show because he put the show on a hiatus for a good year. Yup. For a good year. He about to cancel this fucking show, man. I feel like the show is it's really successful, you know. It's like sometimes, all right, I don't, I don't really understand it, but you know what? Keep on going. If you see it low enough, I'll, I'll cancel it. But man, for a full year, they they put the show on a hiatus. Do you know how they try to try to keep the show alive, Charles? How? The cast and crew of Doctor Who made a little music video for charity called "The Doctor in Distress." It was everybody singing. <laughs> How did I not know about this? Oh. <laughs> and I here, have to find it. Here, here's something you even don't know about. Now, see, season 23, it, okay, it has, like, a good chunk of chick, uh, chicks, scripts that was already written. And, you know, some, there were some story ideas they had for it. It's now known as The Lost 20 Season 3 because... Well, again, the show was on a hiatus, and it's like, well, shit, we, well, f- and they went a whole different direction with it. You know, they're gonna bring back the Celestial Toy Maker, Charles. Think about that. We're on a Sixth Doctor from like 1985, let's say. The Celestial Toy Maker haven't been seen since around like 1965, give or take. That's a very long time. Yes. <laughs> oh, guess what? This oh, is, boy. Oh, this is what's also the, 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 the same era where they introduced to Ronnie. And guess what? Both her, the mask we're going to team up again, but also with, I know you may not like it, but with, uh, with the Autons. Ew. But, hey, guess what? All right, we're doing something. Okay, it, it may seem kind of ill, but you know what? It's something. And guess what? We're bringing back the Ice Warriors. And they're going to team up with, like, um, I guess, uh, the Sora kind of recurring villain they had within whatever it is. Okay, but they're bringing that, too. That whenever it's... The, the closest thing I get to that is, like, um, with a, a big finish and they're, like, the Lost Story stuff. Yeah. That's the closest thing I'm going to get to that. Because otherwise, that's it, baby. No, no season 22. No, 23. <laughs> you know what we get? A big story arc with the doctors on trial. I mean, the concept of it, you know, the story arc of this is like, oh, the doctor's trying to defend himself to the Time Lords of his action and stuff. Oh, this is where we get the introduction to the Van- to the, 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 the Valyard. It's a pretty cool concept of it. Well, it'd be great if someone, if you know, yes, you got to see the Valyard again. <laughs> I actually got to see the Valyard. Hey, uh, Charles, you know what's the, the, the finished product of it? Is them watching Doctor Who while we watch Doctor Who? Why they watch Doctor Who? 
And every here and there, you get an interruption. It's like, stop right there. Now, tell me this. Why would I do that? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Like, that, that, that was, yeah. And guess what? The ratings were down. It's like, oh, I wonder why. <laughs> it's almost like you damaged your property with stupidity. People might be hesitant to come back and watch your fucking product. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, I feel bad for Colin Baker because it's like the whole stigma, but it's like... He kind of got... His doctor kind of got lost in, in all of the bullshit that was going down because... Everyone remembers the first Doctor, iconic. The second Doctor was iconic for a different reason. You know, he was the first regeneration. Um, I feel like most of everybody remember, like, Tom Baker. Well, yeah. Maybe somebody remembered the fifth Doctor, you know, but in a sick Doctor, he got this whole stigma behind it. It's like, he's not a bad Doctor, I swear. He's not. I I swear he isn't. Yeah, he even has a good run, a big finish. But I also love him, you know, on a TV episodes and stuff. And man, the, the, in the whole fucking story arc, you get one good story out of it. A great story. Fuck, man. This <laughs> is... Well, after all that, Kyle Baker quit as being Doctor. <laughs> there wasn't any final story with him. So, JNT... Well, JNT, he, uh, Jonathan Nathan Turner, he wanted to do more projects. Uh-huh. He couldn't because he felt like if he's gone, that's it. No more Doctor Who. So the man can't even deal with that. So he stay on. And what the, you know how they explain the, the sick Doctor to regenerate? Um. He, he bumped his head on the console. Yeah. <laughs> I would say... Later on in Big Finish, they actually give him a much better, like, outing for it. I, but for this, uh, no, he bumped his fucking head. Oh, well, shit. There he is. And, well, they make the seventh Doctor, and he's basically the clone of the second Doctor. Okay, so, question. Hmm. Are we going to talk about eighth Doctor in this one? Or no, no, one? we're because... we're, we're going to save it. We're going to save that, because that's more of the, that's more the wild times, Charles. Yeah. We'll get to the one that, trust me, I love the 8th Doctor. I watched it. I liked it. It came on TV. Oh, we're going to get there. Okay, we're going to get there. Ah. We'll get there one day. One day, we'll come back. Yes, we'll come back. And to the... <laughs> oh, well, I'll save that for later on. <clears throat> oh, we'll get to there. And yes, I shall return. Yes, I will come back. And when you, when I do... That was hard. That was Exit Speech, right? Yeah. Well, no, no. That was no. That's his uh, his Exit Speech and, and Evasion of uh, the Daleks. When I said to Susan. Yeah. Well, you know, after that, he regenerated. No. That wasn't his regeneration speech. Okay, so now this is where we get Andrew Cartmel, who was hired as a script editor for the beginning of season twenty-four. But then when season 25 come, it was basically, you know, this was an anniversary date of a year. This is where we get what is called the Cardinals Master Plan. And they it basically, like, you know, where, like, you know, him and JNT were discussing, it's like, oh, you know what? We want to make the Doctor 
back into that more mysterious figure. And if Elder is cared to be more of this, well, a more darker character, a chess master, if you will. Basically, they're trying to make him like a god figure. And well, that, that, that kind of Harry was. I mean, who he will battle these kind of like uh, gods and stuff. And you know, I'll say season 25 was way better than season 24 that the that seventh doctor was on. Cause you get time to Ronnie, it's not good. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's highly better than like um, the Twin Dilemma, which is the the first six Doctor story. But, uh, but otherwise, it's not that great. It's not good. Damn. And but but you know what? With the the twenty fifth season, you get some really great stories like Remembers the Daleks. You get uh, the and I feel the, the the greatest in the best closing, which is the greatest show in the galaxy. It's really fucking great and really great stuff. And like Sylvester McCoy on top of his fucking game. Absolutely. His, his you know what his best scenes is? It's the fact he's walking away from away from this uh, uh, circus uh, top tent, and then a great explosion happened. And guess what? It actually did fucking happen. It's like you get this one scene. That's it. <laughs> but I gotta say, like season Twix overall, like uh, the this is the well, basically the, the last one, the last season. It ranges from good to great. You get like great class story. This is where you get a whole story arc with the Doctor, and you get a character arc with Ace. Ace. One Ace. of the base companions who was in season twenty four, but she but she became better in season twenty five and season twenty six. Especially Ace in twenty six. Um, Ace gets big finish product production, don't she? Yeah, and also well, and also she gets a. Oh man, we man we gotta talk about a whole lot with like the novels and what have you because I mean that we don't have time for. No. <laughs> Charles, we'll be here for like hours. <laughs> we're, we're, we're the, the novels are really good, though. I know. We'll get there one day, Charles. Charles, we'll get there one day. <laughs> we'll get there. I promise. Oh, man. So, my recommendation, like, remembering. Oh, 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 I forgot. I did watch Silver Nemesis. It was alright. I like it, but, like, the fucking. <laughs> the fucking, like, Cyberman, like. Hands, man, they're fucking like sock 'em, bock 'em, roppers. <laughs> sock 'em, boppers, sock 'em, bopper. More fun than a pillow fight. No, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my recommendation. Like I said, you get Remembrance, you get Greatest Show in the Galaxy, all of 20, season 26. Just all of it. There was talks that Ace was gonna was supposed to come back. Well, she did. Like, on the show, I mean. She, she did. She didn't. She did. Ace? Ace! Joe Grant did. In Surgeon Adventures. Ace um, did. Charles. Have you seen Power, uh, Power of the Doctor? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I meant, like, a full episode. That technically is a full episode! <laughs> She's on there. <laughs> God. <laughs> he was on there too, Tegan. My, oh my God. I'm I'm being dead ass serious. She's in there. <laughs> Unless she made some kind of cameo or anything like that. She's in there for a good amount of time. 
you are right. <laughs> Power of the doctor. But like, I want, I want like, I know she's probably, she's way older now. <laughs> Just listen to Big Finish. That's all you need. Just Big Finish. I, I do have to listen to Big Finish because I have to listen to all the um, River Song stories. You gotta listen to a whole lot of stuff. Huh? I have so much stuff to listen to. Oh god. So yeah, well, season twenty six. That'd be the last season. The they did has written story for season twenty seven with a new companion. And Ace was going to be in Gallifrey, but Survivor was the last story. They they even made like a whole like ADR like where like uh, Sylvester McCoy like you know when like a Survivor come out like they're just gonna have it just like that you know with you know Ace and you know uh, the Dodger just walking off. But when they got heard of it, it's like. See, like, well, we gotta write, you know, like, let's write, like, a little something with, you know, they say gonna put it on hiatus. It's not really canceled. It's, it's on hiatus. <laughs> yeah, and it was on hiatus for... Ooh. But, my friend... Oh, we'll talk about them, them years. <laughs> them, them, them wildin' years. <laughs> oh, my God. That's even more stuff to talk about. Jesus. Doctor Who is a lot. I mean, it's a show that's been on for 60 years. And that's just the show. I'm gonna talk Not about to it. mention the books. <laughs> Big Finish. The games, comics. Comics. Well, I mean, the games doesn't really necessarily count. Some of the games are tying. Yeah. But yeah, then... Uh, but yeah, then you got like... Um, the spinoffs. Well, yeah. Okay, well... well. Oh, yeah, you didn't watch Torchwood. Huh? You didn't watch Torchwood, right? Well, I mean, I watched the first season of Torchwood. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff we get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to all that whenever we get a chance to. Whenever, you know, you know, you know whenever they start reading more like season, we'll come back and give you, here's more Doctor Who recommendation. Ha! Take that! <laughs> oh, man, Charles. Whew. Like this. I, do you learn a lot? Huh? <laughs> I asked, did you learn a lot, Charles? Litter? Litter? Did you learn a lot? Learn! My ears aren't working. <laughs> oh, as we're calling it. But yes, I did. I. And you got a bunch I of recommendations. You gotta watch. You gotta watch a lot. Everybody else, I gotta watch a lot of stuff. And I know people are screaming, like, what is Big Finish? What is Big Finish? Tell us! <laughs> Tell us! We'll get, the, you know, we'll come back. Yes, we will come back. Until then, uh, this is, well, this is my special guest host, uh, Charles. From, I shall come back. From, yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxiety. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You can catch him on a C and Jake <laughs> podcast, but although it's on hiatus, but you have another show up. Call. what are we even talking about? Right now, we are in the middle. Of, I am in the middle of editing three episodes of that, so... Oh. <sighs> Damn it, Charles. You tell me it's not up yet? I want to listen to it now. <laughs> Damn you and your damnness. But until then, good good night, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whenever you do listen to this. Um, do do do.
That, my friend, was staying on target. The song that was used was Tetris by Cement City. You can check out more of his songs and other artists from Game Chops on their website, Spotify, YouTube, or other music streaming apps. Our guest host for this episode was Charles from CNJ Hirasat Podcast. You can catch him on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at CNJ Hirasat Pod. That's, that's a capital C, lowercase n, and J. Pod. While at it, you can follow us on Twitter at Two Wasted Fools. You can shoot us a message there or to our email address at that one nerd with an email at gmail.com. We upload for the first three weeks of every month, every Monday, and take a break on the fourth week. Always remember to share us with everyone you know. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Amazon Music, Audible, Art Heart Radio, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening.